Hey guys, it's Tom and I wanted to come to you to talk about some themes that find expression in the introduction to Herbert Marcuse's, or Marcuse, excuse me, One Dimensional Man, a book he wrote in 1964, but still exhibiting great relevance 63 years on. Marcuse opens the text noting how at the time of its composition, the threat of atomic or nuclear catastrophe sort of throws a society into a condition which deprives it of a certain critical acumen or at least a critical acumen which can penetrate to the roots of what gives rise to something like the potential for an atomic catastrophe and the manner in which the very efforts to avoid or prevent its um, realization actually feeds into the very factors that created the problem in the first place by analogy with our contemporary situation uh, in which nuclear catastrophe is still a very live option though it doesn't exist in the forefront of our consciousness like in previous generations you have something like fundamentalist terrorism but the problem with fundamentalist terrorism is that it actually arises from the circumstances of imposition which the west places on other regions of the world and in certain populations and that very imposition creates an opprobrium and an atmosphere which allows people to resonate with those sorts of uh, ideological orientations now oftentimes the consequence of that resonance is retaliation on the part of the west which in turn since that response often takes a military character actually intensifies aggravates the circumstance and so a vicious circle is set into play and a kind of um, blindness to the manner in which the causal factors which give rise to the problematic in the first place are being left to fester and proliferate now that's those are just sort of two concrete instances uh, but what's happening here originates at a more fundamental level than a specific national or economic or political orientation from Marcuse's point of view. What's happening here is a disposition toward domination which gives rise from the project of the Enlightenment himself. Or to just quote directly from the text, uh, he uh, – let me turn to that page very quickly – he states vis-a-vis -vis, um, this issue because of the, the root of why we do these sorts of things is the idea that we're setting up some sort of society which can conduce to our freedom but that freedom is of a questionable character insofar as it is predicated on a particular technological orientation a technological orientation or uh, universe as he puts it which is also a political universe, the latest stage in the realization of a specific historical project, namely the experience, transformation, and organization of nature as the mere stuff of domination. How does this become political? It becomes political because by objectifying nature, we by extension end up objectifying ourselves. And this translates into a social discourse which is fundamentally antagonistic and incommensurate 
with, in my view, real discourse, real conversation, and ultimately, real freedom. So we'll just go ahead and, and check it right there. Some thoughts from Herbert Mercuse's One Dimensional Man, just the introduction. Tomorrow we'll get into chapter one. Thank you guys for listening. This has been Tom Lynn, and I'll catch you guys on the flip.